<laughs> What's up, skeptics? I'm your host, Zoe McDaniel, and you're listening to Professional Skepticism 420 style, baby. Hey. <laughs> Hey, what's up, skeptics? I have my bestie Mandy here with me today. Say hey to the people. Hey, I'm back. She's back <laughs> in this bitch. Every time she shoot a shot, she don't miss. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I didn't know that one. It's okay. Um, so today's agenda, we're talking about marijuana. Marijuana, THC. The wacky tobacco. Devil's lettuce. What's another one? Ganja. Ganja. Cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. <laughs> Cannabinoids, excuse me. No, you can say it either way. Some people just like... Cannabinoid. That sounds like a location. It makes me think of like Cannapolis. Yeah. I feel like fancy people say cannabinoids and like just regular old people say cannabinoids, which is what I usually say. Cannabinoid. Yeah. I like that better. Yeah. So today, we are going to talk a little bit about just a very brief history of marijuana, and then a little bit about some of the, like, fun anti-weed advertising that we had, 420, legalization of marijuana, and then Mandy's going to talk about the different types of THC, because she works at a CBD shop. Yeah, I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> And then we're going to talk about some of our personal experiences with weed. And for legal purposes, everything in this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> or Delta 8. Or Delta 8. Wink, wink. Hold on. I got to take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Already. <laughs> you like what you see? Maniac. Wearing shorts underneath her pants. You're a freaking maniac. <laughs> I'm so maniacal. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so I got most of this history from the History Channel. <laughs> so it seems like we first trace back weed to about the year 12,000 BCE in Asia. And by 8,000 BCE, that was when we discovered that we could grow it. And some say that it was probably the first plant that humans farmed which is pretty cool it's pretty uh -huh. dope <laughs> pretty interesting super interesting super interesting okay by 4000 bce it was definitely being farmed for sure we were growing that shoot and then by 2500 bce this was when history in general was first being recorded like faux realsies so before that, it was just, like, things that we had found that we were like, oh, this dates back to this time, and they're talking about weed. But 2500 BCE, I guess, was when we first officially started recording history. That's pretty cool. I was going to say, I wonder if, like, they have any evidence of them smoking it back and then, but probably not since they're all, like, rotted away. But I, I wonder if they use, like, the hemp or whatever, like, the cannabis for, like, hemp rope and stuff like that, or 
Yeah, they definitely did. I was reading and I saw some things where they had dug up tombs and found people like buried with weed. (laughs) (laughs) I think Bob Marley was buried with weed too. Um, But yeah, they were definitely, there were people that were buried with weed and people were definitely smoking it. So the cannabis or hemp plant originally evolved in Central Asia before people introduced the plant into Africa, Europe, and eventually the Americas. Hemp fiber was used to make clothing, paper, sails, and rope, and its seeds were used as food. And so back in the day, people were using it for everything, but people were also smoking it, and people were just straight up eating it, like edibles, (laughs) but they would just, like, eat weed. Does that... Well... I wonder if that works, though. Does that get you high if you just, like, straight up eat it like that? Like, I feel like... I feel like I've heard people tell me that. Yeah. I just... I feel like you have to heat it up to activate the THC. Your body's warm. Yeah. I guess you're right. I don't know. I don't know either. I know someone told me that, like, they got pulled over. Look at those. They have stars on the bottom of those. Aw. So cute. I got some new shoes that I thrifted. I haven't worn yet. And they were like sitting underneath them. Basically, they're on a shelf and they have stars under them. So cute. But he told me that he got like pulled over or something and he had like an eighth. And so he just ate it. And then he still got like taken to jail. (laughs) Not for the weed, but for whatever else. And he was like tripping balls when he got to jail. But I don't, I don't know. I've never just eaten weed. Yeah, It seems like a waste to me. I think maybe we just don't do it now because we're like, why would you just eat it when you could get edibles or smoke it? Agreed. So many cultures were using cannabis for spiritual and recreational purposes as well. And we're going to jump way ahead. In the early 1600s, the Virginia, Massachusetts, and Connecticut colonies required farmers to grow hemp. Political and racial factors in the 20th century led to the criminalization of marijuana in the U.S. I think I saw somewhere that, like, Thomas Jefferson was growing hemp. And they were just using it for everything, which is, like, what we should be doing. I'm off the Accutane. (gasps) Yay! Yeah. It's still in my system for, like, a couple weeks, but... Congrats! Thank you. I'm so (laughs) ready to not be dry. (laughs) You dry. I've had cotton mouth for five months. <laughs> cotton coochie? Oh, yeah. Cotton coochie for sure. <laughs> I'm like, I promise it's not you, it's me. <laughs> Bring out the lube. I use lube anyways, but definitely need lube now. Yeah, so... <laughs> in the early... Oh, in the 1830s, Sir William Brooke O... I should... <laughs> I did not look this name up. <laughs> O'Shaughnessy? It looks like Hennessy, like O'Shaughnessy. An Irish doctor studying in India found that cannabis extracts could help lessen stomach pain and vomiting in people suffering from cholera. So this was kind of like the beginning of it being used for medicinal purposes. And then by the late 1800s, cannabis extracts were sold in pharmacies and doctor's offices throughout Europe and the United States to treat stomach problems and other ailments. In the early 1900s, during the Mexican Revolution, Mexican immigrants who came to the U.S. actually introduced recreational weed to us. So, like, they were smoking it, like, casually. We weren't really smoking it then. Or I guess, I bet some people were. But, like, as far as we knew, we were using it as, like, a crop. Yeah. And so when they were fleeing to the U.S., that was when we kind of learned what that was, which was obviously met with, like, a lot of controversy. 
people were annoyed at the Mexican immigrants. And it was also like right around the Great Depression. I think the Mexican Revolution, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, people, I think it was 1910 to 1917. So they were coming over and then we had the Depression. And so people were getting all like in a tizzy. This is probably when the whole like argument of like, they're stealing our jobs kind of came to be. So because of this, for some reason, 29 states had criminalized cannabis by 1931. That's around the same time as the Prohibition, right? I think so. I'm bad at history. I know some. It was after the, the Depression, right? Yeah. I think. I'm not too sure. They made them go through the Depression without alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but I just know the Prohibition was somewhere around that time period. So they they weren't giving anybody any like vices, like yeah. Because, like, the 20s was, like, the roaring 20s, and I they were doing, like, speakeasies and stuff. So, like, I'm pretty sure that means it was illegal. Yeah, I think that's around the time that it was illegal. So. Yeah, so there's a lot of, like... Damn, they got a raw dog life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no weed, no alcohol, sober. No wonder why there's so many generational curses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you could be like me and, like... Be cursed by alcohol. Wah, wah. I need a mixer. <laughs> <laughs> so the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 was the first <laughs> federal U.S. law to criminalize marijuana nationwide. The act imposed an excise tax on the sale, possession, or transfer of all hemp products, effectively criminalizing all but industrial uses of the plant. California. <laughs> In the Compassionate Use Act of 1996, California became the first state to legalize marijuana for medicinal use by people with severe or chronic illnesses. Wahoo! Wahoo. Since then, states have slowly but surely been working their way toward the legalization of marijuana in various forms. So that's just like the very quick synopsis of the history of it. And then I want to talk to you guys about some of these scary ads. So all that history was basically from history.com. And then these came from qked.org, I think was what it was called. It'll be in my show notes. So one of the first fear-mongering advertisements about weed was 1936's Reefer Madness movie, which we need to watch because apparently it's like laughable. Oh my. According to, yeah, qkqed.org, kqed.org, this is a quote. There's a hit and run, a suicide, a fatal shooting, <laughs> an attempted rape, a savage beating involving a poker, which I don't really know what that means, like a, maybe like a fire poker, like a hot fire poker. Like a brand. Yeah. Regretful humping. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> And, oh, but of course, the type of memory loss that can land you in prison. The only memory loss that I ever hear about pe people landing in prison from is, like, Xanax. Yeah, or, like, just hard drugs that are not natural. Yeah, like, I feel like you, whenever you hear stories of, like, addicts that were like, yeah, I wound up in jail, it's because they were, like, on Xanax and don't remember what the fuck they did. They were, like, stealing or something. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, shit, I'm in jail. Like, they wake up in jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is sad. I'm not laughing at that. I just, you know. Anyways, in between all that weed-induced madness, this is a continuation of the quote, general golem-like behavior. Oh, wait, I missed something. <laughs> in between all that weed-induced madness, there's manic dancing, episodes of playing the piano far too quickly, general golem-like behavior, 
and best of all, concerned adults with straight faces saying things like, under the influence of the drug, he killed his entire family with an axe. Apparently, the suggestion, and that was the end of the quote. So, like, back in the day, people had a misunderstanding of weed. Weed does not make anyone want to do that shit, like, at all. Like, when you smoke weed, you just want to chill. I just want to hang out and, like, experience food on a sensual level. Yes. (laughs) Listen to music on a good level. That's about all. I don't want to kill anybody. I mean, I can't speak for everybody. Absolutely not, but. That seems like the last thing that people want to do when they're on weed. Yeah. On weed. <laughs> Pop the weed. Am I an old man? <laughs> Is Was it pot that people thought was, like, old? I think when I was in middle school, I said something about smoking pot, and people were like, who says smoking pot anymore? Yeah, I guess that's kind of how it is. Like, cause my, I feel like that's what my mom and dad say. They're like, you're smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like people say it more now. Or maybe it's just in my head. I feel like nowadays it's like bud. Yeah, like, flower. Zaza. <laughs> Don't come at me with that shit. Zaza and dick. Yeah, I feel like I hear that like nowadays. and It's like a type of weed, though. It's not just all Well, it's like all exotic, weed. Yeah. Yeah, because I bought, when I went to California, I bought my dad a rolling tray and it had like all these keywords about weed <laughs> on it and it said Zaza. And I was like, why though? Um, yeah, so apparently the suggestion is that smoking weed is more dangerous than combining crack, meth, and LSD. Oh my. That was like what they were getting. Come at. on now. First of all, that sounds like a nightmare. Crack, meth, and LSD. Yeah, I would, you would lose your mind. There's no coming back from that. yeah that sounds truly terrifying i can't really say because i've never smoked crack or meth but (laughs) i'll leave it at that the 1950s era claimed that smoking weed would influence you to try and become addicted to heroin not like try to become an addict but to try heroin and then become addicted like a gateway drug basically yeah, I, literally, that was my next note. Here comes the gateway drug concept. So this is when they started promoting the idea that weed was a gateway drug. I don't think that it is a gateway drug, but I do think that for people with addictive personalities, it can make you want to do more. Oh, I agree, for sure. I mean, like, if you're... I mean, basically what you said, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna repeat it. You can repeat <laughs> it. It's okay. It's my podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, I... Since joining, like, the sober community, there's lots of different ways that people approach sobriety, and I have never once claimed to be straight edge, but I have friends that are straight edge because if they smoke weed, they will literally hit someone up for coke or morphine. Like, they just, they're like, it's not intense enough. Like, I need something more intense, so they just can't even smoke weed. So, not, I don't think that it's necessarily a gateway drug. I think that's, like, a bad term, but I do think that for people with addictive personalities and issues like it just makes them want to do more it's situational so then after the 50s came the 60s duh and trippy cartoons became like the ideal psa it was like during the era of like like super cool weird it was like when cartoons started to get all like cool and whatever (laughs) on tv and so i feel like boring Yeah, stuff like that. And I was, like, looking at some of the videos. I should have pulled some up so we could look at them. Maybe we can look at some in a minute. But they were, like, really cool. And it almost, like, defeated the purpose. It was, like, it makes me want to try weed instead of not smoke it. Yeah, like, does it make it, like, 
seem like euphoric almost. Yeah, it's just like these trippy cartoons and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so then in the 70s, PSA creators took the cartoons like a bit further and they ran all the way to the top of animations and they hired the Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, Jetsons creators to sell the idea that drugs were bad. So the results were, this is a quote, the results were utterly mind-bending thanks to a stoned guy riding on a rainbow, pills that literally hold your hand, some kind of evil wardrobe of death, and a joint with arms and legs, wearing what appears to be a Santa hat. So basically, they made it seem cool. (laughs) (laughs) The 60s and the 70s, like, Summer of Love era, everyone was on something. I feel like that was, like, they, like, dove into it instead of going the opposite way. In the 80s, there was a rebrand where they basically told teenagers that if they, like, go to the mall by themselves and pick out their own clothes and stuff, then they're on the path to trying drugs. Like, my dad always tells me, because I'm always like, oh, I think I was, like, a past life in the 80s. I love the 80s. But he's like, it's so much more conservative than, like, TV makes it seem. I need to take a deep breath. That was really good. Like, in movies, everything's, like, neon and fun and whatever. And he's like, really, the 80s were just brown. And we had conservative political leaders in office. And, like, parents were very strict. And there was, like, the the fun nightlife and stuff. But it was a lot more um, structured than it may have seemed. And so I think this is kind of an example of that. And so parents started to be a lot more controlling of their kids. I think also the 60s and 70s scared a lot of people with all the free love and... People hitchhiking and people were dying in the 70s. <laughs> That's, like, all I could think of. Like, drug overdoses, hitchhiking, murderers. There were so many murderers in the 70s. Serial killers, wasn't that, like, what, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy type mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a ton. And, like, it was so much easier to get away with that shit back then. Because, like, we don't have anything have the tracking. technology or the forensics or anything. Yeah, and people would just hitchhike. Like, <laughs> and people would just go missing and people would die and no one would know who they were because they would just be, like, vagabonds. So, entering the 80s, like I said, it got very conservative. Enter D.A.R.E. <laughs> D.A.R.E.? Did you have to do D.A.R.E. in school? Um, I don't think it was, like, required. I mean, maybe it was. I, I Maybe I was absent that day, but I know that they had came to our school, but, like... I didn't sign anything saying that I wasn't going to smoke or do drugs. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of elementary schools of people that I knew, like, they had them pretty early, like, ele- in elementary school. I didn't have a D.A.R.E. program in elementary school, but in fifth grade, we did do, like, a drug class, and that shit freaked me out. And I remember, like, I I was, like, so anti-drugs because of it. And I remember I, like, discovered some people that I knew were smoking weed, and I was like, oh, my God, and, like, hated them and, like, <laughs> ostracized them. And then... In middle school, we did do D.A.R.E. in my gym class, but I know some schools have, like, really intense D.A.R.E. programs where it's, like, days and days and days. This was just, like, one or two days, maybe, and they did have, like, a contract for us to sign, and me and my middle school boyfriend were like, we're not signing it, and we didn't (laughs) sign it. (laughs) I was, like, the only openly, like, weed-smoking girl, too, at my school, and so everyone was like, of course she wouldn't sign it. And I was like, rebelling against the Yeah, I bet you man. felt so cool. I did. I was like, I'm not signing that shit. <laughs> Take so it up with my dad. <laughs> Literally. Nothing came of it. Like, they can't force me to sign it. Like, I never used to stand up and do the Pledge of Allegiance. They'd be like, why aren't you standing? I'm like, because I literally don't have to. This is weird. This is, like, culty. Why are we doing this? Yeah, it is. Who? 
can't remember. Somebody, me and somebody the other day were just like reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. We were like, why the fuck do we still know this? Right. It's really weird. It's weird behavior. Red flags. Red flags for sure. Literally red flags. So a partnership was established between the Los Angeles Police Department and the Los Angeles Unified School District in 1983 to create a new drug resistance education program for elementary schools. In 1984, D.A.R.E. created and implemented a middle school curriculum. In 1989, D.A.R.E. introduced a high school curriculum. What does D.A.R.E. stand for? I know it's like D.A.R.E. to resist drugs, but like, I'm going to look it up. I have like song lyrics in my search history. (laughs) When I'm working, I'm always looking up song lyrics and I just like sit there and sing. Okay, drug abuse resistance education. And then this is from the D.A.R.E. site. The D.A.R.E. site. Recognizing the strong national demand for the program, Dare America is founded in 1989 as a 501c3 nonprofit organization to oversee curriculum and other program development, facilitate program expansion, program quality control and accountability, and serve as a fundraising vehicle to support its activities. Okay, I guess that was all I did about Dare. There was a lot of stuff about it, but it was really boring to me. I know there was this, like, one era, I don't know if it was D.A.R.E., but in the 90s, they, like, had these pencils that said, like, drugs are not cool, or, like, or like doing drugs is, I don't know, something like that, and then as you sharpened it, it, like, would go down to say drugs are cool, <laughs> and <laughs> there was a lot of, like, failed attempts of stuff like that, but in the 90s, with a PSA from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, in which they advised kids that instead of smoking pot, they should get a teacher, get a pizza, or get real. <laughs> the turtles also starred in cartoon stars to the rescue, a 30 minute long suggestion to steer clear of marijuana and alcohol alongside other TV luminaries, including Alf, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Bugs Bunny, the Muppet Babies, Winnie the Pooh, Garfield and the Smurfs. So that was all from that KQED.org. And then in the early 2000s, that's when we had all those weird commercials where people were, like, deflated on the couch. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I was waiting for you. That's more accurate. Like, I'll give them that. That's more of a better record. But, like, why is she deflated? Like, why is she, like, flat as a board? (laughs) Like, that's not realistic. What is the, um, light as a feather, stiff as a board? (laughs) No, yeah. I I mean, I agree, but that's more of, like, the feeling that we... (laughs) brings than like being on crack and meth yeah i guess i guess it's just so funny it's like ridiculous she's like blonde and like wearing this blue shirt and she's literally like her arms are so long and flat (laughs) yeah that used to scare me commercials back in the day in general just used to be a lot more out there like now they're much more censored and like politically correct but i miss those days berries and cream berries and cream i'm a little lad who likes berries and cream (laughs) Yeah, that's not what I was thinking, but yeah. <laughs> Do you? Mi- I remember like the Chef Boyardee commercials where like she'd pick up the can and drop it oh my and god, roll yeah. home. Yeah. Oh my god, I used to fucking smash Chef Boyardee. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of like the Orbit gum commercials, like you lint liquor. Yeah, those were crazy. There was one where there was like a hot dog. I think it was like an Oscar Mayer Wiener commercial and there's like a hot dog running and there's a girl chasing <laughs> it and like it jumps into the bed of this dude and she like lifts up the blanket and like grabs his dick instead of the hot dog and it's like a wiener you can't deny or oh something my. like that. And I'm like, why, why don't they make stuff like that anymore? <laughs> um, another one that John actually reminded me of was the egg in the frying pan. That It was like, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> and it's like a fried egg. 
But yeah, that was all I that was all I had for those advertisements. I guess we'll talk about 420. Do you know the origin of 420? <sighs> I'm sad to say I don't. <laughs> so John told me, Johnny G, that there's like this conspiracy that so Hitler's birthday is 420. And so many people speculate that 420 is the devil's birthday. And so it, like, feeds into that idea of, like, the devil's lettuce and yeah. stuff. Like, all the super conservative people are like, that's why it's an evil number. Blah, blah, blah. The theory that I learned in middle school was that it was Bob Marley's birthday. But it's not his birthday. His birthday is February 6th. He's an Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> not a Taurus. Is Taurus next? Mm-hmm. It's Aquarius, Pisces, and Taurus. Oh, no, I meant, like, for... April 20th. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So apparently 420 comes from a group of California teenagers that would always meet up to smoke weed at 4.20 p.m. I guess just like after school. They're like, okay, 4.20, we're going to meet. Oh, yeah. One of my coworkers told me that the other day. I don't know why I didn't remember that. Well, now you know. Yeah. And then from there, it just spread and became code for smoking weed. And then people eventually extrapolated it to the calendar date. And so now we're just like, oh, 4.20 plays it. I mean, it's kind of relevant because on uh april 22nd's earth day so yeah it's kind of similar hell yeah i like that so this friday is going to be earth day save a tree it's also my brother's birthday (laughs) happy birthday john other john (laughs) not johnny not johnny g johnny not to be confused (laughs) (laughs) so as far as legalization 18 states currently have marijuana legalized for recreational and medical use. 19 states have it legalized for medical use only. 10 states have CBD slash low THC programs, so we're one of those states here in North Carolina. And then three states just have no access to it at all. It's all legal. Illegal. I forgot to look at the territories, but I think they were all, like, varying degrees of it being legal. I thought it was, like, 37 states that are, like medicinally legal what's 18 plus 19 i don't know okay 18 plus 10 (laughs) is 28 plus 9 is 37 cool yeah yeah and then i counted 18 plus 19 plus 10 plus 3 is 50 states so we're good (laughs) (laughs) because i was looking at a map it was like a color-coded map because there's not like a there should be just like an easy list online of like the status but there's not so i was looking at a map and i had to like count it and i was like i think that's right I was going to look into, like, some of the stats about criminal charges around weed, but I didn't want to, like, bring it real down. Yeah. I feel like we should just talk about, like, fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you talk about the different strains or the different types of THC now. <laughs> okay, so there's Delta 9, which is, like, most commonly found in marijuana. Like, regular weed, Yeah, right? but it's also found in hemp. So, but, and it tends to be more psychoactive than Delta 8. So, but in North Carolina, where we are, it's illegal to sell it in 0.3% or more, like just by weight or anything. So, like, for to sell Delta 9 here, they just make things bigger. Like, it's only available in like gummy form. So, you can only access that. But they can't, you can't like buy any like Delta 9 flower or um vapes and then there's like so you can basically just buy like real edibles essentially yeah i mean but it still comes from hemp instead of marijuana so it's when you say real i mean i guess yeah i'm just thinking when i say real i'm thinking of like if i hit up the plug and i was like got any edibles and he was like yeah that's like 
yeah weed <laughs> it would be most similar to weed and then there's like delta 8 which is what we have the most of here and it's just a molecular difference um it really if you look at it on a little scientific scale uh it does the same thing it tends to be a little less psychoactive so that's why like when you smoke the flower it was a lot like less intense for you than regular yeah the flower like it gave me a buzz for a little bit and then it kind of wore off but the delta 8 edibles put me on like another planet oh yeah because they can extract all the delta 8 they want out of it so they can just load that shit up as much as they want whereas with delta 9 they can't like they can only do 0.3 percent by weight or whatever and i think it has to be dry weight or something then there's like delta 10 which is just another variant i I tell customers that like it's kind of like covid it all does the same thing just different variants (laughs) that's (laughs) a terrible analogy (laughs) it's just that's and they always go oh okay because they're like well what's the difference and it's just it's basically the same thing and then there is like thcv which is like Similar to, like, the feeling of coffee, like, it brings you up and it's appetite suppressant opposed to, like, an appetite inducer compared to all the other cannabinoids. Um, a lot of people really like that for focus and just, like... I feel like I would like that. Yeah, you should try it out. Try to think. And then there's, like, the CBD cannabinoids, which you don't have to, like, get into. Those are mostly the THC cannabinoids, I guess you could say, that I know of. Explain the difference between indica and sativa. So indica is more of like a um, relaxed feeling. (laughs) Um, It's like a relaxed feeling. You're in the couch, as a lot of people say. (laughs) Um, Sleepy, helps with pain. You're deflated on the couch. (laughs) Sativa is more of like an upper. It's more like good if you want to do things and not be glued to the couch. But actually, there's like some studies showing that like indica and sativa is kind of like a faux thing. It's just like the terpenes, which just means like the flavors in the actual bud makes it whether it's sativa or indica, and it doesn't really, like, actually make a difference. Do you think it's because there's so many, like, cross strains of stuff now that it's just kind of diluted the, like, purity of it? Maybe. I'm not sure. I I just want to put one of my coworkers told me that he had read that, like, so I haven't actually dove too much into the different, like, if it's actually indica or sativa or they're all just kind of hybrids nowadays. But Yeah, I feel like anytime I've had a cart, whether it's, like, Delta 8 or whatever, and it's been, like, a sativa or an indica, like, they, I don't really feel like it necessarily makes a difference. Like, I'm not, like, I smoke a sativa and I'm, like, except that one green crack yeah. <laughs> that I, I got from your job that yeah. had me, like, I was doing the weirdest shit. I was, like, refiling my, like, important papers and, like... <laughs> I was cleaning the weirdest parts of my apartment, and I was like, what the hell am I doing? That was, like, the only time that an indica or sativa really made a difference for me. All of it just makes me anxious. Maybe that, like, (laughs) specific vape had, like, extra THCV, like, in it, because that could contribute to the productivity, but I'm not too sure. But I will say, like, after smoking it, because it takes me a while to get through a cart. I think it takes anyone a while to, like, get through one, and... It was only really like that for, like, the first, like, four or five days, and then after that, I was just kind of, like, over it. Yeah, you kind of, at least for me with Delta A, like, my body um, builds a tolerance to it, like, super fast, because I think it's because Delta A is, like, a stable molecule, because there is, like, eight sides in the molecule, whereas, like, Delta 9 is 9, so it's an odd number, so it's less, it's easier to break down in your body, so it 
is able to get out of your system quicker. Whereas like Delta E is super stable because it has, it's like a octagon and it, I don't know if this is correct, but this is my theory. <laughs> so you just made that up. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. Like she's so smart. And then she's like, anyways. <laughs> Well, so the nine and the eight thing is real, but like yeah, your sure. theory on it, the way your body breaks it down is your, that's just your theory. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I heard part of that somewhere and part of it I'm probably made up. So. <laughs> hey, I'll take your word for it. You're definitely the weed queen in my eyes. Oh, thanks. The high priestess. <laughs> the high priestess. I like that. <laughs> but I don't want to be like one of those cringy smokers, am I? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't wear, like, weed clothes and stuff. Yeah. I hate when, like, people make smoking weed their personality. (laughs) (laughs) Looks at Mandy. No, I'm kidding. But, like, like, weed sweatshirts and, like, I mean, I think it's, like, cringy, like, people in general who post, like, just videos of them every day smoking weed. I'm like, okay, that's excessive. Like, maybe, like, a hit here and there. Yeah. But, like, every day they're, like, sitting there smoking a blunt or whatever. I'm like, okay, we get it. You smoke. Yeah, there's, like, a whole culture of it online where there's just, like, hot girls smoking, like, really big bongs, and they're, like, they're weed influencers. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's salads for sure. I'm just talking about, like, our friends that from high school that we still follow on Snapchat for yeah. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> The non-influencer. Yeah, and it's just them, like, smoking a blunt and, like, French (laughs) inhaling. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, but, like, can you imagine that's your life? Like, you just make money, like, smoking weed? I mean, that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Just not as much money as I would like, but it's still fun. You could totally tap into that. Oh, yeah. Just get all dressed up all cute, hit your little bong. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) What the heck? And then, like, you could do, like, munchy mukbangs. Ugh. TM, 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 don't steal this. This is Mandy's Munchie Monk Bong. (laughs) Hell yeah. I fucking love it. Let me help you. God, that's such a missed opportunity. I wish I had like a specific brand like that for sure. I would totally do that, but I can't. Yeah, you would green out. Oh yeah, I green out off one hit. I have no (laughs) tolerance, you guys. I used to smoke so much weed. Yeah, you used, to, you used to outsmoke me. Yeah, I used to outsmoke everyone. Like, whenever I hang out with people, they're like, I can't believe you don't smoke weed anymore. I would smoke, I would face, like, four blunts a day. And now I take, like, one hit. <laughs> and it's because I quit when I was, like, you know, I got to college and I was, like, I'm going to be, like, straight and narrow and get a job and whatever. And I stopped smoking weed for, like, seven months while I was, like, interviewing and shit. And then I smoked weed again and my, like, literally the chemistry of my brain has changed. And I was reading about this, actually. And I don't know what the science is or, like, how it works, but the way that our body metabolizes weed throughout our life changes. So, like, some people who may have never smoked weed until they're 40 years old and then smoke it might have a different, like, reaction. to. Well, we we know we all have different reactions to weed. Like, yeah, some people absolutely. just can't handle it and some people can and some people are, like, allergic to it and throw up and, like, whatever. But, like... It's interesting where, like, it was, I was reading and it was saying, like, you could, maybe people start smoking weed as, like, a teenager and then they quit and then they come back to it and, like, their body, like me, their body has changed and, like, the way they, like, their tolerance can metabolize it has changed. And then, like, I could stop and then maybe I'll smoke weed again in, like, 10 years and the way that my body will handle it will be different. So it's really interesting how you tolerate it. And then also I think with so much different weed out there now, like, we have all the fancy weed and stuff and, 
especially with it being legal in some places and illegal in others. And then people are bringing legal weed from like California over to the East coast. And so you're getting like weird mixes of like somebody's homegrown shit in their closet versus like real production. And so you just never really know what you're smoking. Cause like the average levels of THC and like Delta is like 17%. And I feel like in legal States it can go all the way up to like 27, 30% of THC. Oh my God. I have no idea what I bought when I was in California. But I was high as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I expected that because I can't handle my weed. Well, yeah, they probably like genetically modify it so it like so it has the most THC in it. I literally went in there and I was like, "Please, sir, like I don't want to be too high." (laughs) (laughs) Low milligrams. I walked in the dispensary and the security guard outside was this like big ass buff ass bald dude with head tattoos, like in tactical gear. And I was like, hi, I've never been here before. I'm so excited. And he, like, gave me the, like, sweetest smile. And I walked in and everyone was so nice and helpful. And they walk around with a little tablet and they're like, what can I get you today? It's so fancy. And I was like, I have the lowest tolerance ever. So, like, hook me up with something that's not going to have me slumped because I'm on vacation. And I want to be able to go around and, like, do things and have fun. I don't want to waste my time here. But also, like, I don't want to be too high because I get too high really quick. <laughs> he was like, I got you, baby girl. And I had these, like, mango chili edibles. They were good. They were, like, gummies. It was so good. And then I don't remember what the weed was that I bought. And then I just left it all with the guy that I met there when I – because I was like, I'm not, I'm not smuggling this bag. I'm not about <laughs> to do that shit. Hell no. It was his lucky day. It, it was, like, chump change to him because he lives in California and he smokes weed, like – to be normal. That was literally what he said. He was like, I'm such an anxious person. Like, I have to smoke weed to be normal. So it was just, like, contributing to that. It's like eating food. (laughs) I was like, I'm gonna just leave this here. Okay, let's talk about our first time smoking weed. You go first. I go first. I was with my brother, and I had, like, tattletailed on him, like, so many times in the past. And then one of my friends, kind of like you, like, I found out that my friends were smoking weed, and I was like, (gasps) ah. Like, what? And, like, it, like, I was like, okay, well, if my friends are doing it, like, I guess my brother's not a bad person. Like, so I went up to my brother and I was like, hey, like, you want to, like, hit me up with some weed? I want to try it. And he got so excited. He's like, really? Like, hell yeah. I waited so long for this. And we smoked a bowl. And I remember, like, coughing a lung out and it burning so bad and did you get high though your first time oh um no and then i think the next day we tried it again and that's when i actually like got fucking wrecked and i (laughs) ate everything in the house and i threw up the next day because i was so full (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious mine is kind of similar i don't remember a lot of things (laughs) about my life but jarek was talking about the other day how one time my dad and i came home and Jarek, Max, and Ben were all in the shed in my backyard, and they were hitting the gravity bong, and it just, like, reeked of weed, like, from the end of the driveway, and I was, like, I had, I was going through my phase of, like, knowing what weed was and hating it, and yeah. I was, like, I can't believe you guys. I fucking hate you. Like, I was so dramatic, <laughs> and, like, my dad went out there and was, like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? You can't do that, and um, I remember, so I, like, hated them because they were smoking weed, and then I found my dad's, like, one-hitter. <laughs> But it looked like a cigarette, because most of them do. And I, my mom smoked cigarettes, and I hated cigarettes. I was like, cigarettes are so bad. I didn't even think he was smoking weed. I picked up the one-hitter, 
And I was like, are you pretending to smoke cigarettes? Like, do you think you're cool? Like, I did not understand what was going on. Oh, my. But I was like, baby, no. It's much worse. <laughs> I'm smoking weed. <laughs> and so then I hated my dad. I hated all of them. But then I got to middle school. I guess I was probably, maybe I was in middle school by this point. But my middle school boyfriend was, like, the known pothead. And... I was, like, such a, like, good girl at the time, and he was, like, the bad boy, and, like, I wanted to, like, be cool. We, I don't think we ever even, no, we did smoke together once, um, but we were on and off all the time, but I, like, I was, like, all right, I'm gonna smoke weed, and so I was also, like, probably hanging out with Jamie and Nate at this point. I was 13. What the heck? That's how old I was, too. Oh, Jesus. I remember it was literally the night before the EOGs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, go on. And I went... I, like, I think what happened was Max and Ben were, like, they knocked on my door one night, and they were, like, if you ever want to smoke weed, just let us know. And, like, ten minutes later, I was, like, I want to smoke weed. And so we went into Max's room, in his bedroom, and just opened the window. And I hit a bong. That was my first ever, like, weed experience. And I, like, choked, and I was, like, that is so fucking nasty. I didn't get high the first time. And then the next... I think it was, like, the next day or, like, the next weekend, I ended up smoking out of, like, a bowl with Max, and that was, like, the first time I actually got high. But I remember my dad, he, I, like, wasn't, so, me and my brothers, we would, like, fade in and out of being close and, like, not close, and so, like, and I was such a brat, and I would be like, I hate them, I hate you guys. So, it was, like, I think coming out of, like, an I hate you period, and then, suddenly I'm hanging out in the boys' room with them. Yeah. And so my dad pulled me aside, and he was like, are you smoking weed? Are you guys all smoking weed? And he got so fucking pissed off at us. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience, smoking weed. And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when you and I made the, those brownies that one time. I, it was like the EOGs or whatever they were called. It wasn't EOGs in high school, but it was just finals finals but yeah it was the finals and i remember i ate one of the brownies like thinking it would kick in afterwards and i was like i got smacked in the face like it's like <laughs> soon as the test started <laughs> that you literally always say that like to this day you're like i just took a delta 8 edible thought it was gonna hit me later i'm so high right now <laughs> <laughs> i I'm violently high all the time, I think. Were those the same edibles we ate at the Lana Del Rey concert? Yeah. I don't, like, remember anything except, like, her on a swing. <laughs> and I remember we said hey to Carlos and Hannah. But, like, aside from that, I just remember, like, it being really hot and, like, sitting on the lawn and seeing her on the swing. It was her birthday, too, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was not her birthday. Are you sure? Yeah. I think it was. No, because it, it was Carlos's birthday. Oh, or the day after Carlos's birthday. In the birthday. summer. She's a July baby? Yeah. Or I feel like she would have wanted us to celebrate it that way. Gone <laughs> off the edibles. <Yeah. laughs> a very Florida kilos moment. Have you ever accidentally had laced weed? Not that I know of. Have you ever had salvia? No. I, had, you... I know somebody who has had it. Do you know that, like, they used to just sell it? Like, you could just get it at, like infinity's end and like you can still get it at like myrtle beach and stuff. yeah i was about to say i was like I, I was talking to john about this and i was like i wonder if you can still get it at myrtle beach you mm-hmm. think so yeah because my old boss 
she had told me that she had tried salvia when she went to Myrtle Beach and like she was geeking. Yeah, I feel like everyone who's ever told me that they did salvia said it was not a good time. They were like, I was tripping so hard. <laughs> yeah. This my uh, she said something about like she saw bananas and like she couldn't stop laughing and like it was just so weird to her. Yeah, John told me he was like seeing black and white and like everything was like super slow feeling to him. I don't like that. I have had laced weed twice. How? It was like during the era of like spice mm. when I was in like sixth grade, seventh grade, middle school in general. One time was with Jamie and Nate, I think. Or maybe that was when we did like, maybe I'm mixing that up with when we did like research chemicals. <laughs> Because we definitely did those. And I remember just being in Jamie's basement and, like, looking at the ceiling. And there was, like, grid lines. Blue and green. Very, like, geometric kind of vibes going on. And I, like, couldn't, like, look away from it. And I was just like, something's not right. And then the other time was with these two girls who will not be named because... (laughs) They dragged me down in the dirt, and they ruined me in middle school. You'll have to tell me who that is later. Oh, my God. They got me in so... We got in so much trouble together. We were doing really bad things in middle school, and my dad came and, like, picked me up from school in the middle of the day and was like, do you have something to tell me? Yeah, it was really scary. My dad doesn't, like... He used to get so mad at me. Oh, my God. Because I was, like, always just doing wild shit. Now he's, like, my bestie. But yeah. I was wilding. But we, yeah, we, like, got weed from... Some guy in her neighborhood, like, older, and he, like, pulled up in his car and, like, served us, and we were all tweaking. I don't even remember, like, the rest of the night. I just remember we were all, like, is something wrong with this weed? Yeah, I don't know. I had a friend who, like, sought out smoking spice. Like, he, because it's, like, really addictive, and so he started smoking it and just, like, kept smoking it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually tried it. I know my brother used to tell me about it. It's really dangerous. It's really bad for you. He had, like, a problem with it. He had to, like, get help. Yeah. Don't do spice, kids. What else? Roaches. Roaches. (laughs) Y'all be smoking roaches? (laughs) In the summer of 2018, Mandy and I survived off the skimpiest blunts and roaches. That were passed down from your dad to us. (laughs) Yeah. None that we actually probably bought. He would save them for us. Oh, my God. We're just exposing our gremlin girl ways. (laughs) Hot girl and the summer. resin i'd be smoking that resin dude oh my god you just reminded me when i was in middle school and i was being crazy and i got busted for smoking weed i had this teacher she like pulled me aside she was so cool she had piercings all the way up her ears and was just like this like kind of emo baddie mm-hmm. i don't know what why the fuck she like told me this it was so inappropriate and i feel like probably the second after she said all this she probably was like worried for her job yeah. but like i'm cool as fuck so she probably just knew i wasn't gonna like say anything Now I'm exposing her. No, I'm not going to say her name. I don't even remember her name. Um, She, like, pulled me aside one day and was like, don't worry. Like, everyone will end up smoking weed one day. Like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) She was like, because I was, like, the only person and, like, my two girlfriends that were, like, smoking weed. And so it was, like, a big thing, like, and everyone knew about it and, like, whatever. And she was like... I promise you, just wait till you get to high school, college, everyone will be smoking weed. Like, one day it's going to be legal. It's really not that big of a deal. And then she proceeds to just keep going. And she's like, my boyfriend is a drug dealer. Uh- and <laughs> and my sink smells like resin all the time. I can't escape the smell of weed. I come into work and I worry that I smell like weed. Like, she was, like, dumping on me. And I was like, uh-huh. 
Okay. <laughs> like, 13-year-old you, like, okay. Yeah, I remember being like, well, this is cool. <laughs> but she was right. Like, everyone did end up smoking weed at some point, and... I remember, like, in high- I got so pissed off because, like, I used to get, like, bullied and shit. And then, we'd like, in high school, everyone would, like, hit me up. Like, hey, can you give me weed? Like, no, I can't. You're not the dealer. What are the pros and cons of edibles versus smoking? Edibles, you don't have to kill your lungs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> edibles, you don't have to kill your lungs. Um, but they are a little more intense. A little more? Oh, four times more intense. Um, yeah. I've, like, thought I was going to die on edibles before. Like, my heart, I can't, like, calm my heart rate. I have to, like, remember how to breathe. I feel like they're about equal, you know what I mean? Like, it just depends on your preference. Because smoking, you can control how much you, in like, intake a lot better. You can't, like, uneat whatever you ate unless you throw up, but... Is there, like, a way – I know, like, when you smoke weed, a way to chill out is, like, lemon water um, or, like, smoking CBD. Is there something that works for edibles, like, that you could eat that, like, counteracts it? Citrus, maybe? Mm, we say CBD. We, like – but probably, like, broad-spectrum CBD that doesn't have any THC in it um, because the THC in the CBD could – like, my boss the other day, she was like – she told me she took 50 milligrams of CBD and she was fucking, like, hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, some people react really sensitive to that. So probably CBD that has no THC in it. Yeah, I'm really sensitive to it. I remember one time I ate a bunch of CBD gummies when I was, like, super anxious. And then it just made me, like, even worse. And I, like, texted you and I was like, I took CBD and I'm freaking out. And you're like, you took CBD. Chill out. <laughs> you're like, it's just gummies. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> What's the most scared that you have ever felt when you were smoking weed? Oh, God. I popped an Adderall and I smoked a j- fucking bowl. Oh, the and worst combination in the world. It wasn't even like I didn't like pop it and then smoke. It was like I had went to school because I was prescribed Adderall. And then I got home and I guess the Adderall was still in my system. And I had smoked. And it was the first time I ever like mixed weed with anything. And... I literally, like, sat there and I had a panic attack for, like, two hours. Like, my heart, like, my vision started going really blurry and, like, my eye, like, I could not, like, focus on anything. And Your I, heart rate was, like, going crazy. Yeah, and I, like, just started hyperventilating and I, like, asked my brother. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And he was like, oh, you're just having a panic attack. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> I remember you telling me about that because it was when we had first started hanging out and smoking together and you were prescribed it, like you said, and you were like not smoking with me because of it and I was like always smoking so you're like I'm just gonna not smoke because last time I did that it was really bad I feel like for me I had Adderall and weed before and it was either really good or really bad I think it's about the timing of like when you take it together yeah because like I had one time where I was like this is like the combo (laughs) (laughs) this is the recipe (laughs) and then other times where it was really bad in college I had done it like not, like, on purpose, but, like, same thing. I just, like, had take, took in an Adderall that day and then later on smoked and I was fine. I was, like, really worried, but it had been, like, years after this happened. So I was, like, maybe I can hang a little better now. Yeah. And it was okay, but I don't – it wouldn't be something that, like, I seek out to do. Mm-hmm. I think the most scared I was ever on on weed – I have two stories. One was when you and I went to Amelie's during <laughs> um, NCAA weekend here in Charlotte and – we took these edibles and then we were like, let's go to Amelie's and we get in the car and I'm driving and 
Wasn't it like raining? It was pouring down raining and it was dark outside. It was really dark. And um I'm gonna like warn this with like this is not something that people should do. Yeah. No. Shouldn't drive intoxicated. But Yeah, know, don't do that. Things happen sometimes. <laughs> I was fine. And then we're in the car and Amanda's like I don't know how you drive with weed in your system. I get so anxious. And then immediately I was like, <gasps> and I was so anxious and it like all hit me out of nowhere. I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> and then we're driving down the road and lights turn on behind me. And for legal purposes, all of this is a joke. And all of this is on legal strains of THC in North Carolina. And (laughs) let me just make that clear. (laughs) So come correct. Yeah. Yeah. And the cop lights turn on behind me and I'm literally fucking panicking. I'm on Independence Boulevard pouring down rain. People are driving like crazy. And I'm freaking out. I pull over and he just goes right around me. I was like, oh, thank God. And then we get there and we go inside and I'm like tripping out, dude. I was like... I was like, can we please leave? We, like, got our stuff, and I was like, can we go now? And you were like, yeah. And then we got out to my car, and there was, like, something under my windshield, and it looked like a ticket. <laughs> and I was like, like a flyer, right? Yeah, I, like, literally started freaking out. I was like, no, I got a parking ticket. But it was just a flyer for, like, some sort of event. So that was, like, probably one of the scariest things. I don't recommend it. That was really not good. Don't do that. Yeah. And then the other time was when I was in LA and I met this guy and I gave him my Airbnb address like a dumbass and let him come pick me up and he was like I have a joint for us and he pulls it out and it's a joint dipped in Keef so it's like just perfectly coated in Keef and I'm like I was like are we getting high today like, yeah was, I can hang he was like yeah well we're getting smacked today and I was like okay I was like I get very high so I'm like probably not gonna hit a lot of that he's like that's fine I just like wanted to have something for us like I just thought it would be a nice gesture I was like it is a nice gesture just letting you know and so we're like driving down the highways it's beautiful it's literally like the most beautiful day and like one way there's the ocean the other way there's the mountains you guys know how LA is it's fucking beautiful we're in like his fucking fancy convertible with the top down and we're smoking this joint and it like hit me really hard and I was so fucking high and I looked over at the student and I was like I'm in the car with a stranger across the country (laughs) and I don't know this person and I was like freaking the fuck out I was like and literally like my vision was doing I was literally like tripping I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me but I like could not and I was just like in panic attack mode I have like panic attacks in general and so it was like weed induced panic and just super fucking high and like LA is like it's a big city so Five minutes on one street, you're, like, driving, and everything looks nice, and then all of a sudden, you're, like, in this, like, you know, broke-down part of the town. There's, like, graffiti and homeless people and stuff, and then, like, you turn the corner, and you're in, like, another bougie part. It's just a big city, so there's lots of, like, differences in the areas like that, and so, like, we'd be in, like, a nicer area, and I'm, like, okay, I feel fine, and then we're, like, driving down, like, all these warehouses and shit, and I was, like, where is he taking me? Like, freaking out, and then finally we got to our location and I like got inside and I went to the bathroom and I like looked at myself in the eyes and I was like, <laughs> I was like you are fine you're gonna be okay like you're just fine and then I was fine once I was like at the destination in public with other people there I felt a lot better yeah but that was like 
<laughs> I wonder if he could tell I was like really scared. And he just kept talking and talking and talking. I was like, thank God I don't have to like say words with my mouth right now because I don't think I could. That's my scary stories. That's pretty scary. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. I do questionable things. But like it was really fun. <laughs> After that part, <laughs> I learned how to ride a scooter. Those like electric oh, scooters. Yeah. And yeah, it ended up being fine. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add about weed before we sign off? No. No. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining Love me you. today. <laughs> Love you. This one was fun. I liked this one. Me too. Um, disclaimer. All of these are just <laughs> fictional stories. <laughs> Fiction. Yeah. Um, for legal purposes, these are jokes. Okay. Just had to say it. All right. Um, you guys know what to do. Follow me at Profskep Podcast. That's at P-R-O-F-S-K-E-P Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email me at professionalskepticismpodcast at gmail.com if you want stickers hit my line, baby. And if you have any and you put them somewhere, take pictures of them and send them to me because I love that shit. And I love you guys. Stay sus skeptics. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. You gotta give me a sticker to put at the mouse. Is my mouse dead?